There's a lot of things in this old world That just do not make sense Like why there's so few believers on the firing line While so many others sit the fence But if you want to know where the word of God stands And believe it wants to use your feet and hands It's time to take your faith out of the seats And into the streets And come along with me If you only look, then you will see On WCN-TV Welcome to WCNTV.net. We're live all over the world on the internet, saving world because we are Christians and we love everybody in the world because it's God who made us in his image. So we're not just about talking about Christians and Christianity. We're, We're about understanding that because God made, created every person in the world in his image. We have a duty to care for them, to uh, speak truth to them. And on today's WCNTV.net live stream, we're going to be talking with a guest that I've been looking forward to meeting and having a conversation with for a number of weeks when I actually, I knew he was coming on, but Rob Pugh, the host of this show, who is the publisher of Wisconsin Christian News. Spencer, throw up his website, if you would, if you would, the, the, the newspaper website and then the video website. And just let the viewers uh, see some of what Rob works on every day of the week. Um, but I noticed that Rob had set up an interview with this man, Curtis Bowers. I'm going to be introducing him in uh, a few minutes. Maybe you won't recognize the name. He, he appears to me, me to be a, a humble man, but he has done, uh, provided an incredible gift to the English-speaking world. And maybe we'll learn that it's been translated into other languages, but I know it's in English, and, and it was produced 10 or 11 years ago. And I remember when it came out because it, it made quite a, a, a splash. And uh, he saw something about the direction the world was headed in that even today, I find many people uh, don't, they're still not seeing it. And it's, it amazes me. Whenever I talk about communism and the fact that what we're contending with right now is global communism being forced down from the globalist, the level of Bill Gates and George Soros and globalist oligarchs, People still, their eyes kind of gloss over. But if you listen to this hour uh, conversation with Curtis Bowers, your eyes won't gloss over uh, anymore. You're going to, I think you're going to understand it because this, this man ha- has worked it out, saw it a long time ago. 
And uh, I think Spencer's been showing Rob's website. Rob's been at it for 20 years. He's he's in both print and video and audio. He's a he's a a, a host of a radio program. I think it's a short commentary program on VCN Network. So he's doing really great work uh, all over America, bringing the truth to people, helping them see what's really going on here. So Curtis Bowers, welcome to WCNTV.net live stream. So thankful you've taken time to be with us. Uh, happy to be here. And and you're in Iowa. And I, I'm maybe I'm assuming too much, but I, you're a Christian man, I assume. Uh, yes, I am. And actually live in Alabama now. Uh, so moved to Alabama a couple of years ago. But yes, I am a Christian. Great. And I, the reason I ask is you're I mean, it's possible to talk about Marxism, communism, uh, socialism and get it right without being a Christian. Uh, but and I think I saw the agenda movie years ago when it first came out. Unfortunately, I haven't had the privilege of seeing the second movie, which is called Agenda Two: Masters of Deceit. So tell us, Curtis, what did you see 11, 12 years ago when you were inspired to produce that first film that caused you to put that film together? Well, a lot of different things happened. Um, I was a state representative in Idaho. And uh, thank you for your service. Oh, you're welcome. And while I was there, even in Idaho, which is back then for sure, it was the most uh, conservative state in the nation. We had an 85% majority in the House, the Senate and the governorship. So it was like a dream come true. But we couldn't get any conservative legislation through there. And I was like, what's going on? We have a super, super majority. And so my eyes were starting to be open. I'd also had the privilege of back in 1992, and this piece of the puzzle kind of helped me see what had been happening. Um, back in 1992, a lot of you will remember uh, in 1989, the Berlin Wall had come down. And then in December of 91, uh, the Soviet Union had dissolved and said, okay, we're, we're done. Now, the summer of 92, six months later, the Communist Party USA was having a meeting at University of California, Berkeley, to break off a new group that they were starting. And I wasn't really into those things that much back then, but an older gentleman who'd been studying communism for 50 years, he asked me to go to the meeting. He said, I can't go to the meeting. They'll recognize who I am. Would you go and just listen to what they're talking about? So that was something that God kind of had me do way before it was necessary. I didn't know it was going to be a major part of my life later on or anything, but he had me go to that meeting for that man, listen to three days of breakout sessions and uh, just classes and talks and speeches on what their plan was to, t uh, to take America down from within in 1992. Well, then 16 years later in 2008, I'm a representative in Idaho and all of a sudden, I hadn't thought about that meeting in 16 years because I'd been, had gotten married and having children and raising my family and had been in the restaurant business and different things. So I was busy with life, but a few things started happening there in the legislature that made me, wait a minute, what were they talking about at that meeting? <laughs> and that's, anyway, that's how it all came together. I thought back to the meeting, remembered the things they had said. I saw what was happening in America right then. And I realized this is what they said they wanted to do. And then 
So I wrote a letter to the editor about that, January of 2008. Um, I said, I went to this meeting 16 years ago. These communists were talking about these following things, how they wanted to break down our family, break down our morality, and destroy our free enterprise system. And this is how they said they were going to do it. And now I'm waking up 16 years later to go, that's exactly what they're doing. Um, and so I just wrote a, a editor to the uh, letter to the editor about that. And it blew up into a huge deal. It was the feature story on the evening news. People were protesting at the Capitol, demanding I resign. And I realized, okay, something's going on here. And that's kind of what me, let me start to see that the Marxist, <clears throat> excuse me, even though the word communism isn't used anymore, they had changed labels to be progressives, but they were still slowly infiltrating the institutions of influence in America to change us as a people from within. And then a lot of things came to my attention that we can talk about, but that's kind of how it first started, uh, where I started to notice, wait, something's going on here. And, and they have a lot of influence, even though we're told communism's dead. What are you talking about? They somehow have tremendous influence because goals they're trying to accomplish that are radical, they are accomplishing. So something's going on. And so that's kind of how it started there. So, Curtis, I want you to correct me if I'm wrong, but my sense is that beginning in early 2020, uh, the conflict changed complexion from socialism, you know, a, a hardening of socialism in the United States of America that it, it, you could probably trace it back to the early part of the 20th century when it started to influence, become a, uh, an influ first a small influence, but then over the decades, a profoundly strong influence. And then in uh, early 2020, I have concluded that uh, the forces that are at work politically and culturally decided to launch the final stage, which is communism. And the reason I feel that way is because it's so obvious What's embedded in the virus, the coronavirus scandemic narrative, is the idea that we are going to be happy not owning property. They are aiming at eliminating private property. And there, there is a form of socialism, fascism, uh, a national socialism, which allows for the ownership of private property, you know, makes space for that. But communism does not. Communism, there's no place for private property in communism. Am I, I'm right about this, right? Yes, and they, but although even communism has kind of morphed into more of a fascist system where big business can own property, big government can own property, the super elites can own property because they realize straight communism doesn't really work. I mean, the Now, wait a second. Wait a second. You're saying that Antifa is you're, you're, you're saying that they're on the fascist side. Then. Yes, right? communists. And they're all working. Antifa is a Marxist group. They, they, they'll call themselves whatever to be appealing to people. That is a Marxist group. The people that started it, the people that are running are all Marxist, have been intertwined with the Communist Party USA for decades so they know how to stir up things to make it look like there's many enemies when there's only one. Um, and they call us, they call us fascists, and now they've moved on to call us uh, white supremacists. Right. I mean, well, here, yeah. Just, yeah. 
Go ahead. No, no, it's, I, I'm sorry. I'm so you're, you're right on exactly what you're thinking. A couple of key Marxist strategies straight from Karl Marx is you always accuse your enemy of doing what you are doing. <laughs> so if you're acting in a racist way, which they are through the programs that enslave the black community in America, which are just horrible, then you accuse your enemy of being, oh, you're racist. So then you can't have it turned on you because, no, I, I said it first. It's almost like a child. I, he, he hit me. <laughs> and you come up and, no, no, he hit me. And then you always, you know, be, you're prone to believe the first person that said it first. Um, but that's a key strategy of theirs. And then it's also, of course, the divide and conquer. Turn your enemy against each other so they're not ever against you. You, you cause such division in the culture. It's just everyone is attacking each other. That's why they love breaking us into little groups so they can stir each group up. And, and, but it's, it's old Marxist strategy, nothing new at all. It's, it's, it's amazing to me, Curtis, how successful they've been. They've got us to the point where we're hating one another over these stupid muzzles. You know, they've got us trapped behind our own uh, face and, and fighting with one another and dividing with one another over, over nothing, over nothing. I mean, this yeah. virus, uh, it, people apparently die with this COVID thing. And I say apparently because there's science out there that would suggest that you can't even test for this thing. The guy who invented the PCR test before he died said it's incapable of uh, discerning a, any coronavirus. He, he said it just, he, he said you have to run so many cycles with his PCR test that by the time you've run 30 or 40 or 50 cycles, you've, the test has lost all of its veracity, all of its truth. It can't, it's really not telling you anything, but I, I'm pretty sure that's the test they're using all the yeah. time. On well, and they're, they're, they're motivated because if it is a COVID case, then you get funding from the government because they're trying to help with this crisis. If it's not a COVID case, you don't get a dime. So, I mean, they're, they've set up a system to be corrupted by just man's desire to preserve himself by, hey, we need funding for this hospital. So, and they've allowed them to diagnose by symptoms. <laughs> so you're, but, but if you look at Johns Hopkins University, who's, who's the one that's kind of been leading this whole thing, their own numbers from 2020 compared to 2019 show there was no more deaths in America, none. And so you start to go, yeah, but 300,000 deaths were accounted to COVID. Where did they go? Because no more people died. But then you look very interestingly at the biggest killers, heart disease, cancer, diabetes, and some of those. And you see those all went dramatically down in 2020. The exact number of the 320,000 deaths they claim from COVID. And so then you start to see pieces of the puzzle come together. You go, okay, obviously COVID's a real thing, but people weren't dying from COVID. They were dying with COVID, which is a totally different scenario. When you're just dying, yeah, when you have cancer, you're eating down to the bone, you're going to catch anything going around, the common cold or whatever. And, and, but that's not what caused you to die. You, you were, what caused you to die is the cancer you had or the heart disease but with this scenario, because they're money, they're money motivated, you get a $39,000 check from the federal government if they die of COVID in your hospital, especially if they've been on a respirator. So it was, it was, it was skewing all the numbers. And so, um, but they wanted the numbers to be skewed because they wanted to create fear, 
Fear is the most powerful weapon they have against us. And that's how they divide us against each other, by making us fearful of each other, as if we hate each other, which we don't. And so that that's, right. that's part of that game. <laughs> well, you're watching Wisconsin Christian uh, News television live stream, and we're talking with Curtis Bowers, the producer of Agenda, Grinding America Down, and Agenda 2, Masters of Deceit. And we have a live studio audience on this show every week. We produce it uh, Wednesday afternoons at 3 p.m. Central Time. I'm sorry, Eastern Standard Time, 2 p.m. Central Time. And we encourage you to ask a question or make a comment. So uh, if you're in the studio audience right now and your interest has been piqued and you have a question or want to make a point, it doesn't have to be a question, want to make a point, then now is your time. I'll give you a few more opportunities during the hour, but you can ask Mr. Bowers a question. You can make a point, ask me a question, whatever you'd like. So if you want to do that, you need to unmute yourself and then you need to talk. So I'm going to pause for just a moment. I'd like to keep things moving. So it's not going to be more than a moment. And then we're going to keep right on rolling. So anybody have a comment or a question? All right. Uh, uh, Mr. Bowers? Yep, go ahead. Yes. Uh, this is Neil from Wisconsin. I'm familiar with you through Jan Markell. I've been following her for, for quite a while, been to her conferences and stuff. But uh, I had talked to my wife earlier today. She said that there's a, a medicine. It, she told me the name. It's made by Eli, uh, Eli Whitney, or Eli, not Eli Whitney, but Eli Chemical Lily. or Medicine Company. Yeah, Eli Lilly, and you take it intravenously within 10 days of uh, your first sign of COVID, and it's supposed to do away with uh, the uh, COVID antibodies or whatever, and it's, it's not supposed to make you so sick. But she was reading the, uh, the side effects. It's not approved. It's just like the vaccine, not approved by the FDA. Don't know what the side effects are. And people are so blind and so indoctrinated with this falseness that's going on with the whole COVID thing that they're taking it without any uh, research or any findings or anything. I said to my wife, I said, it's, it's going to be, people are going to be so afraid of this COVID so indoctrinated by falsehoods that you'll be able to tell them to dive off of a cliff head first into a pile of rocks and you won't get COVID. It's about the same thing that's, that's going yes. on. How do you make people understand? Yes. Thank you for that. Well, you need to educate them. That's what I've spent the last 10, 12 years of my life doing, trying to educate people one at a time to what's going on, where they can see the bigger picture, like we're talking about today. So then the smaller pictures make more sense. So it's like, oh, okay. They, they're motivated to do that. See, the reason... A lot of people, if you just throw out one thing to them, like like COVID, I don't think it's a big deal. Like they say, that's too much for them to handle when they don't have any backstory. Because their thinking is this, why would they be lying to me? So if you don't know, people have a motivation to lie because it's benefiting them or it's allow, it's creating fear so they get more control. Or if you don't understand those things and you don't understand simply the fact there's evil people out there. Everyone doesn't think like you think and like I think. And so the more you study, the more it all makes sense. And then you say, okay, 
So that's why they would do this. And so you start to see pieces of the puzzle come into focus. And then, but, but education is the key. Just baby stepping people into the bigger picture. That's what my films are all about. I wanted people to understand the 30,000 foot view of here's what has happened to our country. When I finished Agenda in 2010, everyone was asking one question in America. Everyone. What's happened to our country? You know, Obama had just gotten in there and all this radical stuff was starting to happen. And everyone had been awakened from their sleep. They'd been sleeping for 40 years since Reagan had been in there. And then they were like, what's going on? And thankfully, God had already had me preparing. It took me two years full time to make the film. But I finished it when everyone was asking what's happened. And that film says, here's what's happened. And it goes back 100 years. So you can see this is a slow gradual march through the institutions to change us as a people from within. It's not something that happened overnight. People that are waking up right now, I get emails every day. People are watching the films. Thousands of people every day are still watching the films. And they're like, how did you know this was happening? And because it was, it was right there in plain sight, but we were too busy to notice because we were so busy doing other things. Well, now people are waking and thinking, how could this just have happened overnight? And my thing is, it didn't. It was 100 years in the making. And we're just seeing the fruit of all that hard work from the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, when they were slowly infiltrating media, education, entertainment, you know, and on and on to get where they were speaking the narrative to us. Um, Mike, just like you were talking about, you, you, when when they control media, you control people because people make their decisions based off information they get. Like, yeah, should I jump off the cliff into rocks? That'll save me. If they get that from everybody saying that, yeah, you would actually have some people do that. I mean, that's how crazy it has become. And people are such sheeple. <laughs> they'll just do whatever. But that's why they sought so much to get in control, primarily of education. They knew the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. They knew that. And we forgot that. And so they said, we'll raise your kids. You go get, you go make more money and have fun. We'll, we'll take care of your children for you. So that was primary thing. And the secondary was let's get the media and entertainment. Because if we have all three of those, we're in total control of 90% of all information. And when you have control of that, you can make people do anything you want them to do by just let, allowing them only to hear what they need to hear to act in a certain way. Curtis, we're, we are, uh, let me pause. Is there anyone else with a, with a comment or question before I move on? I have one, Mike. Go oh, Harry. Well, this is a, an article we just saw today and it's, it's scary enough to bring up. Israel is passing legislation that if you do not have the vaccination, uh, and refuse to have it, you will be banned from just about everything at this point. And, and to prove that you have it, you are issued a green card, uh, which will allow you to shop, to travel, to do whatever. And they're trying to get legislation passed that the employers can refuse to allow a worker to come in to work if they do not have the green card. That's yeah, scary. That's, it is. No, it, I mean... Again, as you dig in, you see that there are evil people there. As we know, for the Bible, man is naturally evil. 
and, and, and that's the whole fallacy of liberalism. They think man is naturally good. And so if you just take, create a right you know, environment for them, everything will just be perfect like the Garden of Eden. That's what the World Economic Forum, the ones that have their goals stated on their website, it's one of the most powerful organizations in the world. But Mike, that's the goal you were talking about. Goal number one by 2030 is you'll own nothing and be happy. Well, well, that's what that's from. It's people. They're not looking after us. They, what what happens when nobody owns anything? It means they own everything. <laughs> so it's a that, that's the motivation. And they own everything and they have to rent it to us. You have to rent anything. They said you will rent your clothes. You will rent a car if you need one for the day. You will rent everything. And oh, Curtis, you- now, now, hold on. Now, <laughs> that, that, my friend, is a conspiracy theory. You are... I, I, I know I it sounds to... like it. I wish it was. No, but, it, it was. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. Anyone that does think that, which is, is right to think that you don't want to accept anything, everything anybody says, go to the World Economic Forum's website, weforum.com or org. I can't remember. But you go there and you look at their videos and look at the um, eight predictions for 2030. There's a video right there. If you go to their video platform and it's coming up on the screen right now for you go to their videos and and look at eight predictions for 2030 they tell you this so it's it's again it's um it's a conspiracy fact i know and it's it's scary because these people are very very powerful and 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 that's why we need to speak truth we need to do things like you're doing mike and rob's doing we each, and if you have five friends, that's okay. It influence those five friends. It, it, it's just the way, same way Christianity spreads. It's person to person. That's the most effective way to wake someone up. And I've found as you, as people get saved and, and, and are born again, their eyes are much more easily opened to then understand, yeah, this world is is can be evil uh, because there is a Satan, just like there is a God, there is Satan. And so, and it helps them see these things, but we need to do it because we will get to where we're going if we don't change the road we're on. And that's a key thing for people to know. Curtis, we're uh, headed to the bottom of the hour here, four more minutes. I'm going to make a quick comment. And then if you don't have time to address it, we'll we'll run the ads and then we'll hit it on the other side. But okay. uh, we're, in a, we're in World War III. My, we started World War III at the beginning of 2020. When I say we, the world, it's it's a world war. And in order to have a war, you got to have two sides, and you got to be able to define those two sides. The war that we're engaged in, which is the Third World War, since Marx in the uh, mid 19th century, the mid 1800s. This is the Third World War. The first two World Wars were kinetic, meaning they were bullets and tanks and jets and aircraft and and ships this war is an information war but it's every it i would argue curtis that the stakes are higher in this war than they were in those previous two wars now now those previous two wars were much more brutal and bloody because they were uh, they were much more a part of the uh, material world the conflict was much was soldier pitted against soldier on battlefields. This war, one side is fighting for absolute control over the 
internet and the powers of information technology, digital technology. Sorry about that. My phone is ringing and I'm using my phone as my camera. So I just got rid of it. Uh, the other side, Curtis, is us. And that would be who? That would be the forces in the world. Many are Christian. Many are not. But they're, what we share in common is a deep regard for and respect for the human soul, the human individual, for the human mind. We all around the world see what's happening as a threat to our humanity, not just our liberty, but our very souls, our humanity, because it's now clear, it's been clear for people like Curtis and me for a long time, many years, uh, because we got involved in politics. Curtis uh, was a legislator in the House of Representatives in Idaho, and so he was up close and personal with uh, where power was ebbing and flowing, power to define cultural priorities. Yet that, that power is discerned and managed and, and uh, appears most visibly in politics. And so he was in that state house, listening to the bills, coming to an understanding of what forces were at work, and came to the proper came to a realistic conclusion and produced the, the DVDs. And so we are going to win this war because it's not just us in America who who doesn't want to become slaves. It's human beings. It's people all over the world, and they are connecting on the internet. That's what explains, Curtis, and uh, we're going to run to the uh, – you'll have some time to think about what I've said. Um, we're going to do the ads. When we come back, we're going to get Curtis's response to what I'm saying. The um, humanity is finding one another in honest ways, in authentic ways. To, to illustrate that point, you see the sun shining on my face, right? I'm not producing this thing. I'm producing this thing in my basement. It has an authenticity to it. I'm not in a studio. This is not perfect. This is not Tucker Carlson with every hair in place and makeup on and uh, teleprompters and script writers and, you know, rooms full of researchers. This is just me talking to Curtis, and we're telling you the truth. We're telling you what we've learned, and it's authentic. It's real. This is happening all over the world. It's happening at such a volume that nobody can capture it and control it. And, and, and that's what Google's trying to do. That's what YouTube's trying to do. That's what Facebook's trying to do. That's what Twitter's trying to do. And look at how badly it's working out for them. All they're doing is they're pushing the balloon down here and the balloon is popping up over here and in the form of Parler or MeWe or uh, 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 BitChute, you know, new, they just keep pushing down and then these things keep blowing up above the, above above the horizon. So we're in the process. We're in the beginning process of winning this war. It's an information war. To the victor go the spoils, and the spoil is the internet and these devices and this communications technology. I predict we're going to win. When we come back from the break, we're going to hear what Curtis's prediction is. All right, you stay tuned. Go and tell somebody. Uh, well, you need to watch the commercials now because these are the people that help make the show possible. But uh, if you get bored during the commercial... Go t tell somebody to tune in and uh, share the link with them. All right, go ahead with the break. 
Have you been looking for a trusted long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls plus testing for heavy metals makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from simplycleanfoods.net, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Right now, Amazon Prime members will receive fast two-day shipping. Go to simplycleanfoods.net. That's simplycleanfoods.net. But do it today. At the McClario firm, it all starts with family. We are here to serve you and your family online or in person. Call today for a free consultation. The McClario firm, your law firm for life. Start. Pornography is a destructive force. It destroys individuals, families, and fuels the out-of-control demand for sex trafficking. 45% of Christian families say porn is a problem in their home, but why aren't churches and public schools talking about this? Fear. People who view porn think they're the only one. It's a lie. Statistically, more people view porn than who do not and struggle in silence. www.lynnfrederick.com. You can find the book I wrote about my own battle with porn and the presentations that I do for churches and public schools. lynnfrederick.com. When we went into the break, I, I'm Mike Keith, by the way, and this is Wisconsin Christian News TV.net live stream. WCNTV.net is the only thing you need to remember, short for Wisconsin Christian News TV. WCNTV.net is what you need to remember. And uh, go there. All of these interviews are archived. We've had, we've had some very high-profile guests on this show, Roy Moore from uh, Alabama the famous Ten Commandments judge. We're interviewing today the famous Curtis Bowers, producer of the Agenda movies. There were two of them. And as we went into the break, I made I presented my theory of uh, World War III. We're fully engaged in World War III. What do you think, Curtis? Am I overblowing it, or, or do you think I'm, I've, I'm onto something there? Yes, no, you're onto something. And, and that, that's, we've, been, we've been in the midst of it for a little while, but like you said, in about the last year or so, it's escalated because why? Because of a crisis, whether it's real or imagined, they, like old Rahm Emanuel said, never let a good crisis go to waste. You cannot waste that opportunity because a crisis creates fear and fear creates submission and submission allows you to, to take huge steps steps forward in the direction you want to go. So that's why they always, whether they've invented it or make us fearful of things that are not even the fear, they want fear, they want imaginary crises all over. So it gives them opportunities to go, hey, I know we normally are not allowed to do this by the constitution, but this is an exception. We're in a really tough time. And most of the time people go, okay, and they let them do that. When the constitution does not have parameters of, well, under these conditions, you can ignore it or whatever. Their oath of office says we will uphold the Constitution 100% of the time. And so most of them break their oath of office regularly. 
the one thing that's interesting, you were talking about World War One and World War Two, and the death. This war is going to have far more casualties, far more casualties, um, be, because, it, but it's not going to be on the screen where we can see it. We saw the deaths in World War One and World War Two because of the reporters out there, and the, the motivation they wanted us to see the deaths, so we would buy more war bonds and be more supportive of the war and everything. So there's motivation to let you see the carnage. So you're wanting to help the boys and all that. This one there, there there's motivation to not let you see it. Just a month or so ago, the United Nations predicted that just because of the lockdowns in 2020, okay, just, just as a result of that, they estimated at least 100 million people are going to starve worldwide. That's their estimate, not mine. 100 million. COVID, even if you took all the cases of COVID and said they're all just COVID and it's real and whatever, it's under 3 million worldwide. And we're going to lose 100 million people that are going to have to starve to death, which is such a horrible way to go. It takes months to starve to death, months. And so there, there's, and then the, the, now the the abortions and the uh, that because Biden being in there, he's going to start funding that worldwide again, like Obama did. Just during a lot of people don't realize this. Just during the eight years of Obama, just those eight years, not before, not after, worldwide through America's funding and promotion. Do you know how many babies were were aborted? Just the eight years of Obama. Just think of a number in your mind, and I'll tell you. 320 million, as great as the population of the United States. That's how many babies were aborted just during the eight years of Obama. So World War I and II are a joke compared to what we're going into now as life loses all value. Uh, people in the old folks' home, just give them a painkiller and let them drift off. We don't have money for them. And as life has no value, women just aborting their their, their babies and then starvation worldwide because of the lockdowns and all the policies by these groups that say they're there to help the poor people like the United Nations. Almost everything, if you study the United Nations and their actual actions since 1945, the slaughter and the death and destruction wherever they have gone is unbelievable. And so, again, you have to study history and be a student of it so that you're not disillusioned or, or prone to believe the lies you're being told when it's not consistent with history. But um, so, yes, I, now on, can we win or not? Yeah. Well, can I, I want to ask you a question related to the point you just made. I sure. think a, a lot of uh, people of goodwill hear your argument there and whether they accept it fully or not, they still think it. And that is there's too many human beings on the planet. We got to have less human beings. There just aren't enough natural resources to support them all. So yes, it's yes. horrible. It's a, you know, speak to that point. Sure. No, no, that's typical argument of the left. Here's the reality: if you look anywhere in the world where people are starving and people are hungry and are deprived, ninety-five percent of that is the is people in totalitarian type governments. It's it's a result of governments controlling the people where they're not free to do to, to, to be prosperous and to be motivated to do things. It's I mean, our government destroys so much food every year 
just to keep our prices and what we we burn, you know, and then we burn ethanol corn when we have endless supply of, of fossil fuels right here. Now we've realized in our own country, we have hundreds of years worth of supply. Well, within a hundred years, 200, 300 years, we will find alternative sources, but instead we burn corn, which raises the price of corn worldwide, which makes people starve to death. Most starvation, most suffering in the world is happening because of big business and, and, and big government controls worldwide and not allowing people to own private property. Most countries of the world, you can't do that. So no one, they have no place to go. So that's one of the things. The second thing is the people that think the world is overcrowded are people that haven't traveled. Um, I travel a lot. I've been all over the world. Some years in America, just in a single calendar year, I remember my record, I think it's been in 43 different states just in one year. Okay. This country's empty. I, I mean, I've driven coast to coast. This country even is completely empty. And I don't know if I don't know if I have my the stats with me or not, but how the uh, oh yeah, J- just to show it's not a land problem, it's not a food problem, it's a freedom problem, it's a government, it's a totalitarian problem. The, most of the issues that we see worldwide, but uh, you've probably heard these numbers, but uh, in Texas, you know. The entire seven and a half billion people of the world could live in this 25% of the state of Texas, 25%. If it was, it was like a regular city, it was like a, the upper west side of New York, 25% would have all the people. And of course, the upper west side of New York has where living is above and businesses are below. So it has everything you need and the schools are there and then there's high rises and things, but Again, not that we want to live like that, but but a lot of people love living on the Upper West Side of New York City. It's like a ritzy place. Just that population density, the entire world is in 25% of just Texas and the rest of the world's empty, you know. So th- that's, that's some of the reality. Um, there's plenty of space. There's plenty of resources available, plenty. Um, and, but, but it's, we're talking with Curtis Bowers. He is the producer of agenda grinding America down and agenda Two: masters of deceit. And we have a live studio audience every week on Wisconsin Christian news television live stream. And I want to pause here and unmute yourself. If you want to make a point or a comment. And I also want to just say that you should feel free to interrupt. You should jump in and, and, and make a point and, uh, and I, and I'll let you. I'll encourage you to do it. So it, it makes for makes for a more uh, interesting and dynamic video. So, but I'm gonna until we learn until we get get our courage. I'm gonna pause here for a minute and see if there's any comments or questions for Curtis Bowers or myself. Anybody? All right. So so um, we agree that. This in, uh, the the point you make about uh, the number of casualties is, cri- is of critical importance. I'm running for governor of Maine, and so I'm about out, about starting to meet with people. The election isn't in still isn't until uh, twenty November twenty twenty two, but uh, I'm getting started early because while I have a big base from work I did over a twenty five year period uh, about ten years ago, um, I need to renew my connection with that base, and so I'm getting started really early, I'm starting to talk to people and I'm hearing 
like, for example, I, I met with an insurance man, Curtis, the other day, and he said uh, two or three times during our conversation, I'm seeing uh, suicides. I'm seeing people kill themselves. And furthermore, he said, one of the more popular questions he's getting from people of goodwill, not crazies on the fringes, is how many years do I have to pay my premiums before my spouse can collect on the life insurance after I kill myself? Because apparently it's written down at, in this particular insurance uh, company. And as long as you sign up and then you pay your premium for two years, you can kill yourself and your spouse can get, can get the premium. Imagine no, that. No, it's, it's, but that's from that fear. That's why, again, those of you listening, I know most of you probably are Christians. That's why you're watching. That's why we got to get out there with the good news because people are hopeless that they're, they're, they're manipulating people by making things seem so much worse than they are. So they'll get them to do what they want them to do. But in the process, yeah, we're losing our young people. Suicide rates have almost doubled in the last 15 years among young people. Well, that shouldn't be happening, but it's happening because we've allowed the schools to teach them. There is no right and wrong. There's no point to life. There's no God. And by the way, your very breathing is destroying the planet. And so we wonder why they're so hopeless and so depressed. And it's all a lie. This planet was made for people. It was perfectly designed for humans. That's why all the fruit on the trees, did you ever notice they're all one serving size for people? All of them, 100%. God designed everything for us to enjoy and to use. And he made it very uh, industrial where it can handle a lot of what we put put at it. And it does just fine every every day around the world trillions of gallons of clean water are rained down and they clean the air, they clean the, there's no water shortages. There's none of it. It's all total lies, but they put all these on people that don't know the facts and it makes them come to that point. And we need to say no, and we need to be giving them hope and, and encouragement because it's, it's all a game of manipulation. That's, that's what they are doing. Curtis, you're involved in a project now where you uh, produce content. I love the way that you marketed this uh, project. It, every week you put out high quality content that's designed to inform people who are sort of, who are thinking the thoughts that are leading them into this fear, uh, this way, living in fear. And uh, tell us about that project. And I want to encourage people to, to, to check it out um, because it's really important. The most important thing you can do uh, now is to stop watching the big branded uh, media sources. And when I say that, I mean both entertainment, both drama, you know, the Netflix dramas, the Amazon dramas, turning all of the, that stuff off. Just discipline yourself not to watch that stuff. And also understand if you're going to continue to use Facebook and uh, Twitter, but mostly Facebook, understand that that uh, is you are being manipulated by an al- a very sophisticated algorithm, especially if you're a heavy user of Facebook and your children and grandchildren are being manipulated by Facebook. The more information you give them, the more power you give them to manipulate your thinking and your uh, priorities. And they've admitted they're doing this. I'm not making this up. Um, so 
your answer to that, Curtis, is to put out high quality content every week. Tell us about that project. Yes, it's agendaweekly.com is where you go to, to check that out. What we do each week is I'll make about a 45 minute or so video on this is some of the things going on this week. Here's kind of the agenda behind the news and, and things you need to be aware of, but trying to get into worldview, trying to get into bigger concepts where um, it's not just here's what happened this week. It's, it's trying to get into deeper into the news, but then we have um, underneath there, we have, here's the bullet points of the news items of the week. Here's some prayer things you can be praying about. Here's some action items. Here's a couple other recommended educational videos you can watch and then share with others. So trying to consolidate the the weekly news into something simple where you could sit down in an hour or two go, okay, I got it. So Because what I found as I traveled around, people sit there and watch 30 hours of news a week, and they still don't know what's going on because there's so much propaganda out there. But not only is that a waste of time, it's it, it doesn't leave them any time left over to make a difference. And so that's what we're trying to do is provide something that lets you know this is what went on this week. Here's the key points. But here's something you can do about it. And here's some things to be praying about. And then here's some educational tools for yourself and others. And so to, to kind of simplify your life, because if we keep spending 30, 40 hours a week watching news, trying to figure out what's going on and no, no time to act, um, we're not going to be able to accomplish the things we've been put on earth to accomplish. So that's why we did that. Curtis, uh, the, what I started doing a couple decades ago was I just decided I wouldn't watch any of the big uh, corporate media news outlets. And then I slowly weaned myself off even dramas. But what I did to replace, to fill my time and my uh, appetite for news was I started using YouTube. And um, I've, I've found, while YouTube has started to cancel people that I've uh, developed an attachment to and that I've come to trust and listen to, I've been able to shift over to BitChute. They're all starting uh, Rumble channels, BitChute channels. And so as YouTube cancels them, I go over there, but I still find that I can get a lot of really uh, helpful information on YouTube. And because I've been doing it for so long, uh, it, it filters out a lot of the stuff that I don't need to see, that I don't need to know. That is, what do you think of that as a strategy? Yeah, no, I think that's good as well. That's what we, we, we comb through that quite a bit and put two or three of the videos from that on our thing too, in case someone doesn't want to scan through YouTube and try to find stuff, we do that as well. Cause there, there is a lot of good content on there, but there's so much, sometimes it's hard to, <laughs> to find what you're looking for, but yeah. uh, yes, no, it's, it's, we got to keep being flexible to move and do things, whatever we need to do to keep influencing others, keep spreading the truth. It's, it's vital uh, to what we're doing. But the best thing, the best thing, uh, dear listener, viewer that you can do today to begin uh, winning this war, helping win this war, becoming a front, become a frontline soldier in this war, is to stop watching it. Just turn it off. Turn off the news, even the local news. Local news, it, local television news, isn't as bad as national news, CNN, MSNBC, that kind of thing. But it's still bad. They're, they omit a lot of stuff, and they present. Uh, information from a perspective that doesn't really help you get to the bottom line and get to the truth about that per the particular incident that they're talking about, because they're uh, just as a rule, 
the main, the advertising driven uh, media is controlled by corporate priorities. And we all now know what corporate priorities are. Look at what Coca-Cola did. I think it was last week. They've announced that they're going to be pushing all of their employees to get over their whiteness. And then just, uh, Spencer, you can go ahead and get the, get the JP video ready to play in, in about four or five minutes. Um, so big corporations, um, uh, Curtis, they're, they're private companies, right? Google's a private company, Microsoft, Facebook, Amazon. Um, they can do whatever they want, right? You know, who, who are we to say what they, they're private companies? Uh, well, we've we've allowed them to to create almost monopolies, though, which is we have antitrust laws that Congress is supposed to enforce. You can anytime there's a monopoly, people are abused, and so we're always for protecting each individual person. Um, but what's happened is not only those companies, but they've infiltrated most of the big companies. It's the boards and they don't own, most of them don't own the stocks. Like they, they just have worked their way into the board because they knew that's where the money is. This was an agenda 40 years ago. They started working their way into all major corporations to sit on the boards so they could control the money strings of donations because they saw how much money was given away. So it was a very strategic move by the left to go, we want to control those purse strings. And so slowly they've been able to do it. We're almost every major company it's not the shareholders telling what's going to happen. It's not the, um, it, it's the, the board that is, again, a lot of people that have maybe a minuscule amount of the actual stock. It's not like the owner of a company um, that is pushing these companies to the left and then uh, funding all the other movements of the left. So that, so what I'm hearing you say then is that you think that maybe one thing that could be done by the government to solve this problem is to break up the big, big companies like Google and, uh, yes. and, uh, Facebook. I wonder, I don't, I wonder how you break up Facebook. They, they did bell bell telephone. When I was a kid, it was the only phone company in America. Okay. The only one. And they said, you can't do this. So they broke them up into a bunch of different baby bell companies and then competition was able to come in cause it wasn't so big. Um, and so, um, it, but but what's funny is in the early 70s, when that happened, to make a long distance phone call in America was $3 a minute, which would be about $30 a minute today. Things have gone up about 10 times since then. So it, it's $30 a minute. Now that competition has come in, how much does it cost to make a long distance phone call? Nothing. Yeah. You just have a monthly fee and then you can call all you want. So that's why we want Amazon by itself will destroy America. If we had no other problems, they're going to eliminate retail in America, which means you eliminate all the local jobs in every town in America, which means the poverty and the, the crisis it's going to bring by allowing them to take over everything. And they just started Walmart, I mean, Amazon Pharmacy. So now right. all the little neighborhood pharmacies are going to be in trouble. So that's not supposed to be a lot. They need to be broken up into, uh, you know, 10, 15, 20 different companies where then it'd be easier for other people to come in and compete with them because competition always provides the best product at the best price for the individual. We're talking to Curtis Bowers. He's the producer of Agenda. Spencer, go ahead and throw up his website and show that for a moment. You can watch a couple trailers there. Uh, Ted uh, Bear of Movie Guide says, Agenda is the most powerful expose of the communist, socialist, 
progressive attempt to take over America produced by far. So congratulations on those kudos from a great man. And you can also learn uh, about Agenda Weekly. You can click on that link and you'll see what Curtis is doing for a project right now to help you get a perspective that's going to help help us win this war that we're in, World War III, which is an information war. Another man who's helping us win this war by make, by tickling our funny bone is a 39-year-old millennial uh, named JP. I don't know his full name, JP. He has a YouTube channel, and uh, he always makes me laugh, and he did with this most recent one commenting on Coca-Cola's new uh, decision to label white people as evil. So, Spencer, go ahead and play that. I hate white people. And after I took Coca-Cola's anti-racism training, I became really inspired to help make the world a better place by teaching people how to be less white. Hey, Cracker, get out of my neighborhood. Go on, get. Fact. All white people are racist. I'm not a racist. Being unwilling to see that you're racist is a sign of racism. I don't know. I love black people. Loving black people is just another sign of racism. Your white fragility keeps you from seeing it. You're oppressing me. How am I oppressing you? What's this? What color is that? Huh? You see, there's no question that systemic racism has created oppression of minorities in our country. So the way to help them rise up is by squashing these people over here. And then you have equality, as you can see. It's kind of like if someone falls down, the best way to help them up is to run over and lay down next to them. After studying Robin DiAngelo's work, I learned only white people can solve problems for minorities. Because minorities are too weak. So they need the superiority from white people to help them rise up from the oppression caused by white people thinking they're superior to them. Hey, Kevin, could you be less white? I don't know how. Why don't you drop the racist excuses and apply yourself? I I don't know how. Well, you start by changing your name, Kevin. Be less white. Some people get confused by what that means. First. Their confusion is a sign of racism. Second, being less white is all about not being as white. It's as simple as that. So like white people should be like black people, but because that'd be cultural appropriation, they should also not be like black people at the same time. Who are the worst people on earth slash the whitest people on earth? Even God knows we need to get rid of these people. That's why he's always got the son trying to commit genocide against them. In this picture, you can see Martin Luther King Jr. shaking hands with a white man, and therefore a racist man, which means Martin Luther King is a racist sympathizer, and therefore a racist himself. And here's his son shaking hands with another white man. Racism clearly runs in the King family. I just wish the Kings would have read White Fragility, because D'Angelo's method of creating racial unity, which is very different than Martin Luther King's, is clearly better. What's up, Whitey? Could you make that dog a little less white? The problem is racism, and the solution 
is anti-racism. The definition of racism is discrimination or prejudice based on race. And our definition of anti-racism is the same. So this is what we're doing because we want to solve this problem. Does that make sense? Okay, you can stop that. You can check that on. You can check out JP's channel. There's a whole bunch of uh, videos like that on various subjects uh, uh, connected with what we've spent the last hour talking with Curtis Bowers about. Curtis is the producer of Agenda. Uh, Curtis, thanks for being on Wisconsin Christian News TV live stream. Really appreciate you taking the time. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me on. And thank you all in the studio audience. We did... Uh, good. I think we might have gotten over 10 or uh, today. So thank you so much. Let friends and family know about the show. We'll be back next week when I will be hosting the show once again, and I will be talking with my good friend Peter LaBarbera of Americans for Truth about homosexuality. He's been on the front lines of that particular fight for over 30 years, and I look forward to, to being with him. And so Come back next week for another episode and go and look at some of our previous episodes at WCNTV.net. Thanks for tuning in and God bless you.